Panama? Hi, it's Oprah Winfrey. Calling to tell you, I don't know you, but I love you. This podcast is Every nigga is a star. Every nigga is a star. Who will remind that you and I Every nigga is a star. Hit me! It's not the same. No, Gotta get up in the morning. Gotta rise up. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Past the Peas of Panama Jackson. Uh, here with another discussion with somebody that I'm very interested in learning more about, who has a brand I love, whose clothes I rock. Um, you know, somebody who, especially during this time when everybody's betting on everything black, especially in the black community, I would imagine is probably doing pretty well. I am joined today by Brianna Downing, owner creative director everything behind stoop and stank is that right yes <laughs> all right right how are you doing today how I mean, welcome to pass the peas how are you thank you i'm good thank you for having me this is exciting well we're glad to have you here uh we focus on black things here at pass the peas and your company is black as hell and i want to start <laughs> with what could be the blackest part of it stoop and stank Nicknames of your cousins, like what is what is yeah. stupid stink? Where's the name stupid stink come from? How in the world? Like, tell first, tell us what it is that you do, and then please explain to me where stupid stink comes from. Yeah, so I sell t-shirts, um, t-shirts, sweatshirts. Um, I say, you know, everything is for the culture. My um, motto is, you know, shirts reflecting who you are what you love and what you want to say. And that is very specific in general, um, I guess, to black women. But of course, I have male customers. I have customers who aren't black. But that is initially what I set out to do um, because I have just so many ideas and things that I wanted to say and I wasn't seeing it out there. Um, But the name Stoop and Stank, so that is... um, my one of my best friends and I, that's our nicknames. Um, we grew up, our moms would, you know, call us freaking frack and things like that. But one day they just said like stoop and stank. Um, not stoop and stank, really just stank. We are 90s girls. And <laughs> I don't know how old you are. If you remember, girls will have a stank attitude or you'll say, oh, that's stank. And so um, we just kind of took that as our nicknames. Um, I am stoop, though. Um, okay. I'm not the stank one. I was always doing something silly. And so um, so my best friend started calling me Stoop, and I called her Stank. And the name was just kind of an ode to us um, for two reasons. Before I launched, I took a webinar with, um, I think it was Arsha Jones and Lamar. Oh, yeah. I know Arsha. Yeah, you know. And it was just about starting a business and branding and, you know, picking names and things that resonate or that's catchy. And so I said, you know, no one is going to have this. And initially, the idea to start a T-shirt company, um, she and I both had that. She lives in Atlanta. I was visiting um, one summer. 
we had a whiteboard. We sketched out all these ideas and everything. And then I came back to Philly and we just went our separate ways. <laughs> Not separate ways, but we never talked about the business again. Um, literally until a friend said, hey, Arsha, that girl I told you about from Teasing the Trap, she's doing this webinar. And I think you should start a t-shirt business. So, and it just kind of um, stuck. How funny is that? So, you know, Arsha actually is a friend. She oh, wow. is, we, VSB had an apparel collection that we ran through teasingthetrap.com. Yes, so, I like, love, love Bougie had Black it. Girls. Yeah. yeah, we, so we were, we were, you know, we, we did that with, with Arsha. Love Arsha. Um, wow, look at that small world. It is a small I know, world. I know. She's like a mentor in my head. When like, That first year when I was starting out, I was doing her webinars, on her email list, all of that. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to her. I actually have some Capital City Mambo Sauce in my house that I put on everything, literally on every everything. I'm in D.C. Okay, um, they I sell it at say, Wegmans now, so I get it from I Wegmans. Know. Listen, I, they at Target, too. They are everywhere. I literally, I get it. Really? I get, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I, I made a, I specifically made a Target run to get some of the mambo sauce because my wife threw away like this little, like she threw off like the piss me off mount away, <laughs> but I'm like, I was going to use that. Like it was enough for me to use that on something. So I had made a, a full ass Target run just to go get some Capital C mambo sauce. Um, oh wow. Shout out to Arsha. I was so excited. I was in Wegmans taking pictures of the aisle and everything. <laughs> wow. So I was right. Um, Stupid stank is black as hell. <laughs> um, I, I really was curious. I'm like, that's either a nickname, um, it gotta be nicknames of some sort, or there's some outlandish story about where that comes from. But from a branding perspective, you're absolutely right. Nobody else is going to have that name. Um, so it definitely stands out. So interestingly, I came across your clothing through a store here in DC at Nubian Human. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any idea where it came from. I just saw the shirt there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those. It's one of the shirts that's like it's like all black everything types of black TV, yes, black yes. all that stuff. And I took a random picture of it when I was working in the Anacostia Art Center, which is where Nubian Human is. Right. I posted it. It's it's on. Um, we have this series on VSB called Minding My Black Business. So it's like the the thumbnail for it, which has your shirt. Oh wow! Okay. So it has me in that the same picture, whatever. Um, and I'm trying to remember how I even found out that's where the you're the creator well, of the shirt. I think when you posted it, so, um, you know, I, it's weird to say it, but I have a tribe out there now. Mm-hmm. And so I think a few people who were familiar um, either forwarded or sent me your post or maybe commented. I know one friend in particular um, is my friend Yolanda. I got to shout out Yolanda. Um, she's the one that told me about Arsha's webinar. But okay. um we all actually went to school together, um, Yolanda and myself, and Anika from Nubian Human. Okay. So I think Yolanda was the first to see it, but a few people within like that day or the next day forwarded your picture to me. Yeah, and I know somebody. I remember in the comments, you know, of course, when I post stuff like that, like I try to, I have a lot of really black stuff that I post that people yeah. don't have. People are like, yo, where did you get that? Well, I got it from here, and then people kind of fill in the gaps and like, well, yeah. I got this is where that comes from, so. I was excited to find it, though, because once I found out that it was from a brand, I went to check out the other brand. I'm like, oh, shit, there's all kind of awesome things here. Like, this is great. Like, so, and I'm a t-shirt person, so this is right up my alley. I I, I probably have to do a t-shirt purge every year because of the amount I have tell me, things I never wear. Let me wear. tell you. So, I have most of my own shirts, right? And I get samples, and there's just shirts I like. 
but I still buy everybody else's shirt. I noticed the one you have on. I have shirts yep. from them too. Like, yep. <laughs> so, and don't even talk about hoodies and yep. sweatshirts and that things like life. that. So I need to do a, a purge as well. Somebody who wears a medium is going to be very happy. <laughs> yeah, shirts. I have donated so many awesome shirts to um, like Goodwill or to uh, T-shirt yeah. places, people that are accepting donations of clothing. And a lot of this stuff I haven't even worn. I just buy it because I right. want it and I never even get around to wearing it. Uh, anyway, so I'm, well, I, I, as I a, need to yeah. do the same. And it's funny you mentioned that because I'm usually reluctant um, with my shirts or my son's shirts to donate them. And I'll tell you why. A girlfriend just saw a white guy walking down the street in D.C. with a Delta sweatshirt on. Clearly, he probably got it <laughs> from the Goodwill or something like that. So I'm always like, I donate these very, very black shirts, you know, it, are, are black people going to buy them or get them donated? Or it's like some random white person going to get it or whatever. I shouldn't care, but it's still a message on there for me. Yeah, I get it. And I, I mean, I, I like that you're attached to the messaging on the clothing that you have where it actually matters to you. Cause I'm like that too. It genuinely matters what I wear. Nothing I ever put on is not going to be something that I think don't think reflects me. I think everything is a, Right. reflection on what i of of me as a human being so i like that mm-hmm. i like that i like that idea you mentioned so you're from philly i live here okay you live in philly. <laughs> so I'm i was gonna, I was gonna I, wait where are you from <laughs> um long story i'm originally from buffalo new york okay um and i went to school in syracuse um okay. and so then after syracuse i moved to dc so i was in the dc area area um, in the district for a little bit, then in PG County, and then I came to Philly for grad school, and I stayed. And so I'm still here, married and family now. So okay, I was trying to pick out an accent. Like I was trying to, I think I read an article that attached you to Philly. So I was trying to see uh-huh. if I heard an accent, but I hadn't. I haven't heard it yet. But you know, I'm I'm a military brat from all over, so yeah. there's no distinct accent that I think that I have either. But I was yeah. trying to see if I could pin it. But okay, but no, you're in I Philly, think it's so, a little okay. bit of I probably different places, and um, my job is based in Maryland, so and I still have tons of friends down there, so I visit often. Um, but Philly is home. I ultimately probably starting about a year or two ago. I started saying John and stuff like that. Okay. So it's like okay, I'm a Philly girl now. <laughs> I think that does make it official. I think yes. that puts you over the top. Um, <laughs> So I'm curious, you mentioned about how you got started in this, but have you always just been a t-shirt person? Like, where did the, is it a love of t-shirts? Is it, like, is this a business passion or passion that became a business or one or the other and either? Like, how did, how did your story start for Stoop and Stink? I think it was, um, like when my girlfriend and I, we, we first wanted to make shirts and we actually were going to make shirts, um, like as an old to our hometown, to Buffalo. Now, we left a long time ago. We're never moving back, <laughs> never looking back. Um, but we have some hellified uh, uh, representatives now in Griselda. <laughs> that whole movement about, uh, about a Buffalo, New York, all them rappers. Westside yeah, Gun and Conway, yeah. y'all, y'all on the map now. I guess so. <laughs> and so we, you know, we sketched up all these ideas, you know, from our favorite foods to the black neighborhoods and things like that. And that's what it initially was going to be, just kind of something nostalgic and make a little bit of money. Um, But then I later decided, after that lovely webinar, 
um, that I wanted to do stuff that reflected my friends and I as far as Black girls, Black women, moms, wives, um, growing up in the 90s and, you know, 2000s and things like that. And just those things that we like. And again, stuff that I didn't see out there. And so literally, this was maybe a few weeks after the 2016 election. I just sat up one night. I had sketched out all these ideas and I just started designing them and and planning to launch this business. I had no idea how I got my Shopify website, got my URL, (laughs) all of that. But it really was just a passion. And I've always had a side hustle. Um, My background is public relations, communications, writing, graphic design, um, a hybrid of all of those things. And so doing something artistic and something creative on the side was just whether it's freelance writing. Um, I used to have a wedding invitation business. I was always doing something on the side. And so um, this was just something else. I said, well, I can monetize this. Not just make a few shirts for me, but I can make money off of it. But truthfully, all the shirts I started with were just shirts that I wanted. And it turns out other people wanted them. And that's kind of how it is today still. That's that's very real. I've always thought that, and even the way that we got started with writing at VSB is like you you write the content you want to read, right? Write the books you want to read, make the music right. you want to listen to, all that kind of stuff. Right. It makes complete sense to me that you would be making the shirts that you want to wear because I you have a real interesting like array of shirts. Like they're so pop culture relevant, but they're also the kind of things that are evergreen. You know, I have one of those, you know, shout out to black women just because kind of, you know, like those, I, I yeah. that's never going to not be in style. Right. Especially right. now when it seems like we are finally reaching this point where unapologetic blackness is starting to genuinely shine. through. I think we use that term a little recklessly in our community. People say it. Mm-hmm. I don't think they really mean it. Yeah. I just did a podcast episode with my boys about whether or not we're really rooting for everybody black. Like, it's cool to say, like, it worked when Issa said it at the Emmys. Mm-hmm. Is that how we really feel in real life? I don't know. But I think we're really, I think we've been moving in that direction as a culture and as a community, maybe a little bit more than we have been, or maybe not reminiscent since like the 60s and the black power movement and everything. So the shirts that you make genuinely capture that mood to me, that environment, that ethos, which is why I like them so much. It's why they stood out so much to me once I realized what you had going on. Um, do you you design all the shirts? Yeah, so <clears throat> I design all the shirts. Um, and I'm very particular about the fonts I use. And and again, it's probably because of my professional background. I'm very nuanced about typography and things being legible. Um, you, someone, if you're standing in line at the grocery store or at Target getting your mambo sauce, somebody can see and read your shirt from afar, you know, and clearly know what it, what it says. Um, so if you notice a lot of my shirts have, um, distinct look you're never gonna see two and three fonts mixed together right um i can i cannot draw i'm not an illustrator (laughs) so i do have one or two shirts um i have a a miss obama shirt that's just like uh kind of like a charlie brown cartoon i hired someone to design that for me (laughs) so um but otherwise i design everything i just kind of have something in my head and um it's very therapeutic. You know, I'm pretty busy now, but in the beginning when it was slower sales and I was really just stuck in creative mode, there were plenty of days 
that maybe I had a bad day or something and I would just start designing. And I used to work, um, do communications for um, mental health, behavioral health, public health. And I'd heard the term art therapy a lot, but it just went over my head. And so now years later, as I was designing, I'm like, wow, this really is therapeutic. You know, <laughs> like some people go work out, they go to the gym. I'm able to create and just kind of take my mind off of whatever is stressing me or making me upset. I was real curious about the font because it seems very distinct, like, or it seems intentional. Like when I look at a lot Definitely. of the shirts, like if it, all that stuff seemed very intentional to me because it's real, a lot of it's simplistic, but it's effective, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, you know, that's usually... I'm, I'm glad to hear you most say that. Marketing, that's what that's what people will tell you. Like, don't do too much. Like the, the yeah. more less is more. If you can if you can, you know, if you can sell your message in a very simple whatever, then, you know, the best logos are the simplest logos, the best, all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I've taken that from what you the, the shirts that you make because it gets it gets the message across very well. Thank um, you. I'm, I, that, that's definitely you hit it on the nail. That's my goal with each one is just the. Just to keep it simple. Okay. So how many designs, like how many do you have on the site now? Oh, God. If you know, if you know, you might not know because there's a lot. Like I remember I was looking through earlier. I was like, I'm going to count these things individually. He's like, nope. She should know the answer to this question <laughs> or maybe not. But. I've been I've been removing them. But at one point I had probably like 70 designs. Um, and it's hard because some things I offer, I may offer a t-shirt version and like a hoodie or a t-shirt and a sweatshirt right. or <clears throat> there are some shirts where I offer from babies to adults. There's like two or three. So when I count on the back end, it's kind of hard to remove the duplicates, but right. um, I've been slowly removing them. Um, unfortunately I had to um, maybe around like June when things, you know, after George Floyd, um, and people were just buying things. Say, you and, got and, hit and that was like a really everything. hard time for me. Um, because it's like you want to. You, I'm traumatized like everyone else with everything right. that was going on, you know, and I also had a college friend pass away that week. But here my business was soaring, but it was so overwhelming. I was like, I'm about to shut it all down. <laughs> really? And another business owner talked me off the ledge and said, well, just remove some of your things. And I was like, I'm, I was so attached to them. And she said, just remove some of your designs so you could streamline and just kind of offer the most popular things. And so I probably removed half my site at that point, um, just some of the designs and offerings. I've added a lot back, but I've slowly been um, kind of purging designs. There are some that I really like, but maybe they don't sell as much or it's just hard to keep up. So, Yeah, I was kind of wondering because it seems like since June or since George Floyd was killed, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it's because we're all stuck in the house, but I have bought more. I bought black more than I think I've ever bought in my life. And I'm somebody who very intentionally buys black stuff. But mm-hmm. I so I have purchased so many shirts, so many um, novelty items. Like I have every damn deck of cars made by a black person. I got all the black <laughs> games. I got... Um, I'm still a I'm a sneakerhead, so I'm still focusing on you know I ain't. Oh I ain't my god! Don't the, even talk about sneakers. You know, oh, yeah, I'm, you don't want to know how many I've bought, and none of them are for working out. None are for running. <laughs> none are for the gym. Like 
I bought some 5411s, two or three pair, Reebok classics. Yeah, I know, <laughs> so, I know what you're talking about. I saw I'm a 90s kid too, so I I I, I probably know every all the all the but those not from the East in. Coast, you know, I yeah. know what 5411s are. The princess but, joints, um, right? Oh um, my goodness. Um so it's like as a business owner who is selling black goods, I imagine this would have been a good time financially and as a business. Mm-hmm. But were you also over inundated by the amount of like interest now? So I had, you know, I have um, the owners of Mahogany Books, which is a black owned bookstore that's gotten a lot of attention here in DC. They're friends of mine. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a book club that I do with their bookstore or will whenever we're back in person, whatever. But, um, and I know they have been like, according to things that I've seen, like this has been their like most busiest time ever, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, bittersweet like yay everybody's interested and it's like damn because of what happened like we're all kind of in this space have you witnessed something similar has this been your busiest time ever it definitely um it definitely has and the crazy thing is you know for a lot of people it was george floyd right but in April and in May, there was Ahmaud Arbery. There was the man who was bird watching in New York. And, right. you know, the white lady called the cops. Like, all of that was building up for me. But ironically, um, just before Memorial Day, I just was happened to be looking at my dashboard and Shopify. And I was at, like, the most I had ever made. I knew I had been busy. Um, and truthfully, being busy helps the days go by in this pandemic. Right. We're in what, like quarter, fourth quarter of it. <laughs> but I, that month was already extremely busy and my most lucrative month before George Floyd, like within days. And so mm-hmm. then after that, within like, I was getting the amount of orders in a day that there have been times I might get that many in a week. You know, so it just, it skyrocketed. Um, and it was very bittersweet. And um, I remember one night, like Saturdays was my day to always be on my heat press, making orders, making a mad dash to the post office and all that. And a relative reached out to me, um, texted me and was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm on my heat press like I always am, you know, and they live out of town. And they said, girl, your city is on fire. <laughs> I said, what? And of course, Philadelphia was on the news, like a lot of other cities, but you know, it was a lot going on here. Um, people, you know, vandalism, looting, all of that stuff, rightfully so. And I had no idea because I was just making shirts. And I jokingly wrote back, I said, well, I'm making teas for the revolution, okay? <laughs> so, and you know, and he wrote back, it was an uncle and he was just like, I love it, I love it. And um, I definitely got more inquiries, um, like one or two celebrities, I, I can't think of her name, but the girl off of um, Orange is the New Black, she put me on like her top 50 favorite black things list, you know? Nice. Um, and I'll never forget, it was literally, it was the day I, I had did the draft message test email and everything to shut down my website to say I'm temporarily, you know, closed or whatever. And I remember getting a message and, you know, on Instagram, if somebody's not, um, if you're not following each other, you get that request. It gets filtered to that request folder. Right. You may not even look at it. And I looked at it and I was just like, I didn't recognize her um, name right away. 
But then it said the person had like over a million followers. I was like, <laughs> well, who in the hell is this? And then I looked and I just wanted to cry. And I was like, okay, should you still shut down? You know, because I was just that overwhelmed. It just was a lot. But, you know, a few a few people, a few lists. Um, I was approached and I had no idea how or why. Someone from Philly Magazine reached out and was like, oh, I like your shirts. We're doing this article. Can you send us a couple of pictures? We want to verify some information. And I was just like, okay, cool. Come to find out. They named me to fill their top, like Philly's top favorite things. Best of Philly list. Wow, like a month later. And I had absolutely no idea. I, I submitted the pictures they requested. I gave them my contact information and had absolutely no idea. So, um, so I, here I am thinking I'm just flying under the radar, but somehow I end up in some places. So, all right. So that's, that's awesome. For one, I'm glad you didn't shut down because if you had, I don't, there's a couple shirts I probably wouldn't have been able to buy. Uh, I would have been able to spend, would have been able to separate myself from my black dollars. Um, but do you, you said he, you make all your own shirts. Like you have, you do all your inventory yourself. Yeah. So I, um, pretty much, I would say probably 75 to 80% of the shirts I make myself. Um, I use a drop shipper for some shirts, but earlier, probably starting in like March and April, drop shippers, manufacturers, everyone having a social distance, um, the shipping industry being so volatile some days ups picks up some days they don't you know yeah, and so i had to stop using my drop shipper so i couldn't outsource anything um they were taking like a month or two to ship things to customers so even before that i had removed some shirts off the site just because i couldn't offer them you know i'm used to giving my customers a certain level of customer service reliability and turnaround time and so i had to temporarily get rid of that um production partner that i'm able to you know outsource um, some things to but otherwise i pretty much um make everything myself and shout out to kalila from messing the bottle because she's the one who talked me off the ledge <laughs> wow. um, that particular day. She was on that list, too, of, like, top She's killing black it. Days. Yeah, she's killing it. Killing she it is. She yeah. is. She is. And and she was like, sis, give me a call. She was like, what's the problem? And, you know, and that she helped me with that strategy of, you know, well, just reduce some of your offerings and see what you can outsource. And- so, yeah, what you said is so real about, like, being ready to quit and then – somebody talking you off that ledge, but then getting these opportunities. Right. And, and now, you know, I get a lot of people who are writers. I'm, I'm a, I'm a blogger. I made it, I made it good in the blog game, so to speak. And you get all these people who are like, you know, how do you do it? How do you do it? You know, I'm writing, but nobody's reading what I'm writing. And I'm like, listen, you never know who's reading. It doesn't take a million people. It takes like one awesome person mm-hmm. to read what you write, to change everything about, you know, to change your life. And I got a call from Oprah once. Like, she got my phone number and called me. It's like my big claim to fame at this point in my life. I heard your podcast. Like, who the hell? Like, how, Like, but I always wonder. And when I met her, I should have asked her. I'm like, yo, like, do you ever think I'm just going to change somebody's life today? Let me go ahead and just, just <laughs> you know, I'm going to change your life today. Like, but, you know, like, stuff like that keeps you going. It's like, damn, mm-hmm. this is really, you're paying attention to what I'm doing. And for somebody who's making clothing and this kind of bleeds right into the next question i wanted to ask about 
how do you stay unique in a very crowded space? Like there are a million t-shirt designers and companies. Hell, I probably started three myself. Um, I just <laughs> never, I haven't followed through on any of them because I haven't loved the designs that I've come out with, whatever. Right. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm one of those people too. I've always like, I, I should probably make t- I love t-shirts so much. I should probably do it. But how do you ensure that you're able to stay afloat in what is a crowded space? Like, yeah. how do you keep the uniqueness? Like, what what keeps you going in that sense? I think, um, and it is a crowded space, you know, and I say it's enough pie for all of us. You know what I mean? Um, I know when I come up with a design and um, I don't get to come up with them as much as I used to, but I will always do research, you know, make sure that it's something unique, no one's done. But there, of course, are those sayings, those famous pop quotes and things like that, that a lot of people have done. And so I just try to say, well, how can I be unique with mine? Um, And one example, um, and I always say this was the pivotal point for me because it kind of skyrocketed me in my own little sense. But um, when Issa Rae said, I'm rooting for everybody black. And so like the next morning, everybody had a shirt. I don't watch award shows. I didn't know what she said. I didn't see the red carpet. You know, I look at the pictures after the fact. And so everybody had shirts. And I was like, wow. And a few people, you know, friends were like, you should make one. And I'm like, eh, everybody has them. And I sat on it for like two weeks. And so, but more and more people were still adding shirts. And so I said, well, maybe I should. And so I looked at it. And I said, well, I have to do mine's different. Everyone had a black shirt with white writing that just said, I'm rooting for everybody black. Maybe sometime they had the fist, different right. things. Um, and if you've been on my site, if you've seen this shirt, I flipped it. I came out with a goldish yellow shirt, bright, not bright, but like that goldenrod yellow shirt. And I put, I'm rooting for everybody black in red, black, and green. It was going to stand out. I don't offer that shirt in black. Um, And I think I offered it temporarily. I think I had it in gray as well. Maybe like a Heather gray. But that was the design I came out with. And I sold a few. You know, it is what it is. I sold a few. But I'll never forget. It was like early November. And I was on a train to New York. And my phone just kept going. Oh, all these notifications. It was all these new followers. All these new sales. And, you know, on Instagram and Facebook, you're like, what is this? What is the algorithm going to do today? You know, right. and I had Absolutely. posted the shirt that morning and I was just like, I finally figured it out. I must have wrote the perfect caption. That's what I thought it was. Like 12 hours later, as the sales and everything kept coming in, um, a friend finally figured it out. Like she reached out. She was like, hey, you know, you were featured on Blavity today. And I said, what? And so I was like, the the Instagram page. And so she sent it to me and I looked. I had never been on Blavity. I didn't, she thought I paid for an ad. I said, no, I don't know anyone there. And here it was, they had reposted one a picture, um, like a mock-up picture of the shirt. And I think it was maybe like eleven thousand likes or something like that. And even as I read some of the comments, people were like, I already have this, but not in this color. I'm about to cop this. And my followers that day, I don't even know if I had 500. But by that night, I had like eight or 900. I was in my own little world. I was like, yeah, I hit it now. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's how it happens, though. It is, that's, and no, it yeah, just was, I I thank God because I said I wasn't gonna do that shirt. Everybody else had done it, and I was like, well, what can I do to make it different? And I'm glad I did. And that just was God, just just a blessing. And you know, I just started getting more followers, and over time, you know, a little bit more exposure. But that was totally a fluke. I was this no name brand, and with like four or five hundred followers. And they reposted my stuff to their tens of thousands of followers. So that brings up a good question, too. Because, Well, two questions, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, One, you're pretty much behind the scenes of the brand. Like, I actually couldn't figure out who the owner was when I first started doing, (laughs) like, just, like, small, you know, my little half-ass research, whatever. I'm like, I couldn't tell, like, even on your Instagram page, like, who the owner was. I'm like... This is interesting. Most people are very actively ensuring that the the person who owns it, you know, like people, there's a lot of mm-hmm. nowadays, everybody wants to be known for the thing that they're doing. Right. So that's yeah. it wasn't typical for me. So I was curious, is that is that by design? Like, were you intentionally trying to stay in the background and just kind of focus on the shirts or I mean, you have a whole different Instagram account for your personal like you have yeah. you know, you're doing it, <laughs> the personal and the business, but the business and the personal don't. They're not as they're not as as linked as you would think they would be. Yeah. Um it's intentional. I never wanted to um I am definitely a behind the scenes person. Um it's funny because I used to want to be a news journalist, a broadcaster until okay. I learned how much money they made and I said, "Oh no." You know, <laughs> and then I learned about public relations, the behind the scenes people. Right. So, I'm always behind the scenes um now when i vend i am out you know i'm like yes this is my business i own it um i try not to post too many pictures of myself um and it's funny because i have customers who don't know what i look like i remember maybe a couple months ago posting a throwback picture of my best friend and i stoop and stink and i said hey stoop and stink are real people they exist you know and i had a little caption and somebody who I know have been following me, have been a customer for like well over a year and was like, oh, which one is you? And I was like, oh, wait, you don't know? <laughs> That's real. I mean. And and it's and it's also funny because um, up until I think February or March, I had locks. Um, locks like down to my, you know, middle of my back. I had locks for like seven years. And so um, I combed them out right before the pandemic. So even some people either saw me or knew me with the locks and I might post a picture now and they don't even connect um, and do that. But I don't know. I just didn't, um, I don't know. And and it's crazy because in April I did one of those don't rush challenges. Um, The video with some other, um, I call them my t-shirt bosses, my t-shirt booths. And literally like a week before they asked me to be in it, I was watching another Lamar Tyler, um, he did like a live one day. He was interviewing different people and he interviewed, um, oh my gosh, the woman from Sassy Jones. Um, okay. I can't think of her name, Sharice, I think. And she was talking about during her segment, getting in front of your brand. No more excuses, make videos, do Instagram live, um, get in front of your brand. And I took notes, I listened to everything she said. I was like, okay. I'm going to get in front of the brand. And within less than a week, I got invited to be in that video. And I was like, oh, my God, God, this is too soon. Like, Lord, why you work so fast? (laughs) (laughs) 
So, but I, I'm trying to do it a little bit more. So is your is the outreach that you have largely organic? Like you know how some people send celebrities and stuff like they just mm-hmm. try to send clothing and items to um, celebrity publicists and stuff like that. Like, do you do that too, or is it largely? Your 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 growing your brand is largely it's organic. Like everybody who finds it finds it the good old fashioned way. Yes, it has been wholly organic. I dabbled in Facebook ads like the first year or two. Um, and I know they say you gotta spend money to make money, but right. I would put like thirty dollars down on an ad and I'd be <laughs> a Facebook manager just like watching <laughs> like how many conversions. And so um and then, you know, Facebook, they change a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, you can no longer target African-Americans in your demographics, you know, because people were using it for, you know, racist things. So I just gave up on ads altogether. I haven't done an ad in probably three years, two or three years. Um, wow. And I've been in business for almost four. So, um, but everything has been just organic, um, just, I guess relationship relational people knowing people um i don't know it's just yeah i guess well, dope content tends to have a way of traveling right so if mm-hmm. and there's a certain i would imagine there's a certain demographic of people who would you know lean into the type of shirts that you create you mm-hmm. know people like myself who are like message shirts but are very black and aren't just like i don't know cliche type things like there you know there's some like i i Look, I spend a lot of time looking for clothes online, looking for T-shirts and stuff like that. And there's some stuff that just isn't isn't good or the messaging is good, but the design is bad. Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody doesn't have the everybody's not good at doing both, like good message, mm-hmm. good design or simple design, whatever. Um, so, you know, if it's dope, it's dope. You know, people people find good things. And as long as you got the right people putting those things out, then you never know. Um yeah. And I, I mean, I, I, it's funny, too, because even when I saw you in the shirt, I was like, oh, my God, Panama Jackson. <laughs> because I knew about Very Smart Brothers, you know, not that I followed it closely or the blog mm-hmm. or anything, but just, you know, again, seeing your shirts on Teasing the Trap. And I heard an interview a couple of years ago with Lovey. Um, I think it was on Rants and Randomness. She mm-hmm. interviewed your partner. Yeah, Damon. Damon Young. Yep, Damon Young, yep. Yes, yes. And so I remembered that. So in my mind, I was like, oh, wow, he has on my shirt. So <laughs> funny enough, you know, Damon went to Canisius in Buffalo. That's walking distance from my mom's house. Yeah, he went to Canisius. So wow. all kind okay. of a small world, small world. Wow. Um, anybody try to knock off your shirts? Oh, all the time. I got yeah. notified this morning. <laughs> but a Thanksgiving shirt. Yeah. And, and you know what? I know that shirt is traveling, by the way, because I've seen I've seen it pop up on Mm -hmm. lots of people's IG feeds and stuff like that. But I can't tell if it's your shirt or if it's just the saying by itself. Like, I can't tell what what's being shared. Yeah. And so interesting enough, the one that was sent to me today had a lot of engagement. Um, the person wasn't posting it to sell it. They were just talking about the quote and Thanksgiving dinner. Um, there have been people who are trying to sell it, you know. Right. But um, the thing that probably burns me up the most is that it's one thing to copy a quote or a saying, right? 
but that's when you knock off the design, like you didn't even, because of, I know certain nuances, I know that's not mine. You know, that's not the, the, the shirt type of shirt I do it on. Or, you know, I use the ampersand instead of using, spelling out the word and. Um, and again, I'm particular about my fonts, but all the designs that I have seen, they look like they're laid out, they're left aligned. There's the, the horizontal line. There's all this stuff. It's not like the, I'm rooted for everybody black where people laid it out all different ways. You right. know what I mean? So I'm almost like, if you're going to steal it, at least remix it, you know, like it looks like it's yeah, people are lazy about that type of stuff. Yeah. And last year when I first came out with it, someone posted it um, again, just sharing the picture, but it like went viral and people are like, oh my God, where can I buy it? And they didn't tag me, you know? And so there were people in the comments. Um, I don't know if they were overseas or, you know, those bots or whomever that like knock off shirts and put them on Teespring, right. you know, that were responding to the comments. Um, but thankfully, again, I have a, a nice tribe out there and they were in the comments too. Like, no, this is stupid stank. Um, and, and ironically, Several of them, a lot of people were um, not black. It was a lot of white women that were like, stop ripping off black artists <laughs> and commenting and sending people to my website. And at some point, Essence website or one of Essence social media pages um, picked it up and shared it um, as well. That's dope. That, that is the good thing about being a black small business at this point. People really go to bat. They when they did. find out, when they find out you're being targeted in some way, shape, mm -hmm. or form negatively, or somebody's knocking off a design or something, right? People genuinely seem to go to bat if they can. They try to alert people. Like yeah. we all realize how you said there's enough coin for everybody, mm -hmm. but you don't want people taking yours. You know what I mean? And, and, right, and, right. And it's it's nice to see how quick people are ready to share. This is who the shirt belongs to, but also, mm -hmm. yo, that's who that shirt belongs to. Stop stealing the designs and stuff like that. So right, and and even today it was cool because that Thanksgiving shirt um, it was available on my website, but also um, a local Philly boutique sells them as well, the Sable Collective. So I noticed some of the people in the comments had tagged the Sable Collective and were like, "You can get it from there." So even though both of us are sold out, but that does still bring some publicity and light to our businesses. So now people know about this black woman owned boutique and another right. black woman owned website that they can hopefully find something else to buy. All right. That's dope. All right. So let's get to, let's get to some of the fun questions I have. Like I'm gonna put you on the spot in a second, but I just, I'm uh -oh. genuinely curious. Um, what's been your bestseller as a t-shirt? Um, the, I'm rooting for everybody black surprisingly, even though she said that quote, what? It's like, like 2017 at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It still is a big seller. Um, but also probably the, the top sellers, um, my black dads are dope shirt. Okay. That one I've seen is, those, I've seen those randomly on people on Instagram and stuff yes, like that. Yeah. That one is a really, really big seller. Um, and that's another original one. You know, I've seen it copied a few times, but the black dads are dope. Um, and, um, I have a black girl power one. That's pretty popular. I offered in a couple colors, but one that really, really has resonated with people and sold a lot, particularly since George Floyd, it's, since this spring and since the pandemic, I have one that says black boys deserve to grow up too. Yes. I love that, that has sold um, a lot. 
I also um, have one that says a black girl will save the world. And I've had that for a couple of years. It's remained a top seller, um, but it's definitely, you know, selling now um, just with everything going on with Kamala Harris and just in general. Um, so, yeah, the, I would say a black girl saved the world. Black boys deserve to grow up too. Black dads are dope. And I'm rooting for everybody black. Are definitely. Oh, and the one you have, the black, I call it the black everything one. That is That's like, a, it's a dope shirt. When I saw it, yeah. it immediately jumped out at me. Um, that, that's, of the shirts that you saw, it's probably one of my favorite. Actually, it's funny, you, me- you mentioned the um, a black, black boys deserve to grow up too. I had a conflict with that shirt. Because I mm-hmm. tend to try not to wear shirts that like focus on the negative aspects of like blackness in my mind, right? Like I have this shirt that says "Stop Killing Black People," mm-hmm. and every time that I've worn it, I felt like my I had this internal conflict about the way that I'm presenting my like I, I'm so big on celebrating blackness and black like mm-hmm. love and excellence and all that stuff that I was like I don't want people to see this and think that I'm thinking negatively. Even I, the message is perfect. And I was like, man, but for like the the way that I try to that the way that I internalize this stuff, um, I do the I, same yeah. because that particular shirt. So, and even sometimes when someone's in the comments, I'm like, look, we celebrate all things black, and that includes black lives, you know. Right. But I will say that particular shirt, I've gotten requests over um, since I've had it, but from moms asking, can I make it in kid sizes? And I said no. And um, I, I added kid sizes, I think, late summer, finally. Um, just, again, just with everything right. going on, the police brutality. But I would explain to mom, the, the, it was all women. I would explain to them, listen, no child should have to wear this shirt. That's, and that's that what it bothered is. me that's what it is. Yep. that we live in a society in which they should. And even seeing a little black boy in it, like there was a study, I can't think of what it was, but there was a study years ago that showed that seeing a black boy, even a cute little black boy that's like four or five years old, registered in the minds of white people, the participants in the study, of fear, like the fear of like seeing a spider or seeing a snake or something like that, you know? And that always, when I read that study and saw it, that always stuck with me. So I didn't want any, I didn't feel they should have to carry that burden, but any little black boys walking around with a shirt that said black boys deserve to grow up too. And I usually would steer them and say, well, we have one that said black sons are dope. Do you want right. to buy that? Um, however, I did because my own son, um, he's 11 now, but maybe he was like nine. He sees my shirts and he's like, mommy, can you make that for me? He wanted that one. And I was like, oh, yeah, it hurts sure? watching kids being so aware at that point yeah. that their lives are literally on the line or being weaponized like i think mm-hmm. that's probably what it is for me like i don't want to give that message where i see you i see you the way that this shirt is trying to portray to the people because yeah. it's, it's shirts for white people right it's just it for, is it is it's not for black it's for white people white people mm-hmm. and the police mm-hmm. and anybody seeing this it's like the reminder that this is what it is and i yeah. think for me like i said i had that i have a shirt that says stop killing black people and i wore it a couple times and i was like and I have one that says, um, stop shooting us, you know, and I, I wore it a few times and there are some shirts that I make that I like, but I may not necessarily be the one, um, to wear them, you know, and, and when my son wears his shirt and he wears it with pride because his mom made it, I'm always, I watch people watch him 
when yep. he wears that one or when he wears the um, black sons are dope. And typically people compliment him. I don't know how many black grandmothers come up to him and say, you sure are, baby. You black know, grandmothers are undefeated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there, there's definitely conversation starters. You know what I mean? Especially the black dads that are dope. I've had lots of men um, say they love the shirt, you know, their wives or girlfriends or whomever get it for them. And they say it sparks conversations and, um, you know, good and bad, you know. Right. Um, so they're definitely conversation starters. But I have the same internal battles, you know, um, wearing certain stuff. And sometimes it's just what I feel like I don't have any shirts with profanity on it. But I have a shirt that has, um, I have a few of them that has like the exclamation marks and all the symbols. Your flag, yo. So yeah, I have this. Yeah, mean the F word, yeah. you know. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I have one that says F Florida, you know, because I was done with Florida. Facts. Big fear. <laughs> and I have one that says basically F your flag, your anthem, and yep. your statue. That's the one I have. I have that one. Yep. Oh, you have that I have one? That okay. Shirt. I sure do. I got it from Nubian Human. That's, a, that's okay. the first. And I got that shirt. Yep. Yeah, well, and I, I got have that one that well one. before I got the black everything one, but they had that you've been in you you've been in business with them for a while because yes, I'm, yes, I'm assuming yes. I bought a lot of your shirts and didn't even know where they were. They're just wow. like, oh, that shirt has my mentality on it. Yeah, yeah. And so, but like that's a shirt that I think I've only worn like once or twice. And I wore it yeah. one day with my husband, and we were he had on shout out to black women just because. But we were going to Walmart or something, and he kept teasing me like you got that I ain't got no job shirt on. And I said, well, <laughs> it's my own business. <laughs> yeah. And I remember he was, he, he, he did feel some kind of way that day. And he was like, you know what? Um, the next door, I'm, I'm going to just run at Walmart. You, you could just stay in the car. You ain't got to worry about it. <laughs> I had, I wore that shirt one time and it's for the same reason. It was like, for one, I live in DC and I live in like the black part. So I'm, I right. typically, I don't even see white people most of the time. So yeah. I'm like, who is this shirt even for? Like, who am I projecting this <laughs> to? Like, none of the people that would need to see this or that I would be ready to fight with because I have this shirt on are ever going to see it anyway. I'm basically just, yeah. you know, like, like we, we made a shirt with, um, we made a shirt with VSB. I think it said like Darth Becky or something like that. Like Damon came up with oh, yeah, Darth yeah, Becky or whatever. And I got, obviously, I, you know, I have one and I've never worn it because I'm like, who the hell is it? Like, for one, I'm not wearing a white woman on my shirt. Like, why am I even going to, it's a white woman. Like, why am I even putting a white woman on my shirt? I was like, yeah. well, who is this for? Like, who is this shirt actually for? Like, the statement is cool, but, like, is it for the other black people to, like... Yeah. Like, it's a conversation starter, but, like, what is the conversation I'm trying to have? So, mm-hmm. I've never even worn that shirt. It's just been, I have it, I've never gotten rid of it, but I'm like, I'm never going to wear this shirt. Yeah, yeah. But, but people just, like the shirt, they wear it. They're they dope. Take pictures. I get it, yeah. You know, especially around, like, Independence Day. It's a great picture to put on Instagram. Like, it's a great, it's a great picture to kind of portray the messaging to the masses mm-hmm. it's perfect for that i don't know for me it's not an everyday wear kind of shirt you know right, if, I'm, right, right. if i'm taking a picture and on july 4th like that and i have on like my um denim tears you know um bl- black african-american flag chucks on and you know i'm yeah, like ready yeah. for war sure otherwise yeah. it just doesn't really fit most of the places i go in my life yeah that's um, true that's true interesting but it's a dope but it's a dope like, i own it i'm never getting rid of it but it's <laughs> it's very so anyway what are, what are your favorite shirts like that you sell Oh, I love the Black Girls Save the World. Um, I have a new one on now. I don't know if you can see, but it says um, 
spending money like I sell dope. I love that. I saw that. I saw that joint. I was like, yep, that's how we that's that's called that quarantine spending. Oh my god. I was doing it before quarantine, but definitely now. <laughs> um I do like the it's funny, I love that I'm rooting for everybody black, but I never wear mine. I think I sleep in it now or something. But that's um that's one of my favorites. And um yeah, I would say definitely the I'm rooting for everybody black. Um the black boys deserve to grow up too. I like that yeah. one. And um yeah, I have another new one. I almost wore it today, but um it's new. It says thick like Luke dances. I don't know. I just like I that. Think, did you, is that on your site already? I think I saw uh -huh, that. I saw yeah. yeah, I did. I saw that one. <laughs> I was like, I love that. Thick like Luke dances because of from the um Junior Mafia song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yep. mean, again, it's one of those 90s references, whether yep. it's to Luke and Two Live Crew or Junior Mafia, you know, those little things. Oh, and that just made me think my one of my favorite, favorite shirts. And it's one of my first ones. I have a Biggie shirt where I, it says big and it's got it the, the crown, crown, but I designed it with the Coogee pattern. Inside. Yeah, I saw that shirt. I love that. I like that shirt a lot. That's I'm, gonna, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Biggie head. Biggie is to me the, the goat rapper. Yes. Uh, even though I'm a Southerner, Biggie, Biggie for me is numero uno. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that solidified probably in the past ten years or so. I was like, you know what? I'm the most impressed with him than anybody else. So I love that. I saw I saw that shirt and I love that shirt. Thank um, you. All right, so we're gonna. I told you early on I was gonna put you on the spot. Okay. I'm doing it based on one of your shirts. So it happens to be that black everything shirt. Mm -hmm. You have a bunch of black stuff on here, so I'm gonna see if you can tell me what your favorite black all these other things are. Okay. So for instance, you start out with black books. What's your favorite black book? Oh, well, one of my my current favorites is um, Homegoing by Yaa Giassi. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's new and recent. I can't even think of like a favorite of like all time type mm -hmm. book. That's um, fine. But my that book, Ghana. I she recommend book. Yeah, yeah. to everybody. Yeah. My wife cannot stop talking about that book. She loves it so much. It takes you through every emotion. And I know it's a novel, but it's got so much history um, in it. Okay. Uh, black films. Favorite black film? Oh, so many. The Color Purple, Love Jones, uh, the whole Friday series. Uh, I could, those three, yeah. Okay. I respect <laughs> it. I respect it. Although I gave three and not one. <laughs> oh, listen, that's fine. The more the more, the merrier as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you said black music, so I'm going to ask black artists here. Oh, I don't even, I'm not even let's, let's into. Go. Not into music? No, no. Oh, I thought you were talking about art. Because I was like, Oh, no, no, no. That, like, well, that art, is one. Art. That's the next one. The first, Before we get to black art, it's black music. So who's like your favorite like artist? Black musical artist, if you oh, have Oh, black music artist. I love, love, love Mary J. Blige. Okay. Um, fan since day one, she was singing background with Father MC. Like, yeah. that's yeah. like my top, um, my top fave. Yeah. Okay. You said black art is a struggle for you, huh? It is. It's such I just, an all-encompassing term. You know, I just got a membership to like one of the art galleries here in January and paid for the year and have not been back because we're in the pandemic. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. So I'll give you a pass on that one. Black okay. TV show. Oh, TV show. Girlfriends. I'm, okay. I'm currently rewatching it on Netflix as we speak. <laughs> All right. I was for some reason I was expecting you to say Living Single. I don't know why. Like, 
Your shirts give me a very living single feel for, for an interesting. I don't know exactly what it is, but the like whole time. Living, yeah. I, I, I love living single. And um, when I was taking out my locks, which was like for, I don't know, hours and hours on end, I rewatched um, living single on Hulu. And it's amazing that 20 years later, that stuff is still relevant. All the jokes still make sense. Yep. Um, but I love to live in single. But Girlfriends is like my number one. All right. Black play. You have a favorite black play? Um, I love Fences. Okay. That's good. I've been trying to decide if Hamilton will fit here. I haven't like, seen it. I would say oh Fences so or good. Raising in the Sun. Okay. I loved Fela. The Fela. I went to go see the Fela musical several times. Mm-hmm. My goodness, that was that's uh, Fela is one of my favorite artists of all time. So that's that mm-hmm. that play was awesome. Let me write that you know, one down. Okay. I would recommend. I would recommend um, watching Hamilton though. I genuinely like it. Like I have watched that thing hundreds of times at this point. I listen to the soundtrack. You know how people say like if you got deserted, like stranded on a deserted island, like what five albums would you bring with you? Hamilton's really? soundtrack is actually one that I think I would actually bring with me now. Like I genuinely Let me love add it that, that on much. my Spotify. Yeah, it's so it is so fun to watch. Like I could not stop watching that thing. I can't stop watching it now. I genuinely want to watch it every day. Um, oh wow! Okay. All right. Favorite black people. Person. Hmm. People. Person. Do you have one? I don't think. This I is have... probably one of the hardest questions of all time. By the way. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's lots of people I admire. I admire Oprah. Um, I like Toby Nwigway now. Um, oh, yeah. And I've yeah, been following awesome. him <laughs> since he did the remix to, um, what's that, Shirley Caesar, Greens, Beans, Tomatoes. Yep, yep. <laughs> he did that a couple years ago. Now everybody knows about him. I kind of feel like, man, y'all, where y'all, y'all tired of What's that, party. Try Jesus, not right? Or... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I, I like him. I think he's super dope. Um, but I don't know if I have a favorite person. Um, otherwise, oh, Tracy Ellis Ross. I'm just like in love with her. You could probably okay. see that on my page. Like, yeah, every you other... posted her recently, I think, on, on your Instagram. On yeah, the, uh... she got like um, the People's Choice Icon Fashion Icon Award. Right. I love yeah, Tracy Ellis. No, I love Ross her. Too. All right. So, that those that's my favorite shirt of yours. I own that shirt, I wear it all the time. I think it gets right to the heart of everything. So, I love it. Um, so Thank I figured you. that's a good it's good place to see where your blackness lies and the type of things that you're interested in. Um, before we get out of here, please let everybody know where they can um, find your apparel, find your shirts, keep in touch with you and everything like advertise. Yes. Yes. So we are on um, Instagram at Stoop and Stink. That's S-T-O-O-P-A-N. D S T A N K. Um, just spell out the word stupid stink as well as stupidstink.com. All right. And you know, as a as somebody who's purchased several items and will purchase more, genuinely love what you're doing. Uh, thank you for being here. I love I love when I get to meet people that are doing the awesome things be like that I'm genuinely enjoying, like actual black excellence. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because I don't know that, like, I don't know that everybody gets as many opportunities as we all should get. Like, I, I really feel like when I love something, everybody needs to know about it. And I feel right. like, man, if I love it, it should be the hottest thing on the planet. Now, that's, you know, my own personal thinking, believing yeah. that I just <laughs> love all the awesome stuff. But uh, I really like your shirts. I really like what you're doing. Like, me, we're aligned in your ethos. Like, the way that you, the way that you think the designs you have perfectly fit, like, the way that I, I even visualize my own. 
messaging and stuff. So I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. Oh, thank you. You know, thank you for your brain, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? That's I appreciate that. Now, when you have your next meeting with Oprah, because I know y'all gonna pass cross, uh, uh, your paths are gonna cross again. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. You know, throw one of them shirts in your bag. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I have that that um black everything shirt that you call. I bring that with me everywhere I go. Like, Do there's you? even um yeah, there's even a video. We uh, what was it? We did a Black Father's Day video on Very Smart Brothers with the Root, and I have that shirt on there too. Like it's a, it's a. So I, what I tend to do is when I um when I'm doing video stuff or anything, I always try to wear something that if the video catches it, people will be like, "What is it that you have on?" Like I try to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. So I specifically do that with like t-shirts. So that's one of the shirts I wear frequently. I had to stop because I was doing a lot of the videos. I'm like, this is two days in a row now. Like people are gonna be like, "Bro, do you have anything else to wear?" But um, I know it's so hard because my closet is all T-shirts. But like if I'm going out with my husband or doing something else, I try my best <laughs> to not wear something that has words on it. <laughs> I mean, at least you have a reason. You're always selling, right? Like it's always, you know, right, I mean, if right. I'm wearing the same shirt every point, day, it's a problem. Yeah. At one point he said, well, you need to wear your shirts every day. You're a walking advertisement. And I was like, oh, OK, right, right. Yeah, that's that's real. So. But either way, so I, I appreciate you being here. Thank you for your time. Um, any last words? Any last any last parting shots, encouragement, or whatever? Something you want to push out there? Something you want everybody to go check check out or anything? Well, definitely check out us. Uh, check us out on Instagram and um, our website. And I know a lot of people. I get pro- approached a lot by people who want to start their own t shirt business. And there's a lot of resources out there. Um, but this is not just about just creating or putting cute things on a shirt. Um, if you're serious, you have to be serious about your business. Um, have a quality product, do your research and, um, Google is your friend. I know people say they want to pick your brain, but Google is your friend. And there's so many websites and, and resources and things out there, um, to help guide you. And I think that people can be successful if they put their mind to it. Um, but this, the t-shirt game, like this is real work. Right. It's not as easy as it looks. Yeah. I think that's a a very important lesson for people to to take from that. So, uh, so yeah, well, thank you. Thanks for being here. Um, to everybody listening, thanks for checking us out here on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe, listen to the other shows. Mm -hmm. The shenanigans are plenty. And to you, Brianna, we appreciate you having, uh, appreciate having you here. Uh, have a black one. This Yo, ain't nobody pop, ain't nobody dealer. Everybody be themselves, won't nobody ever be realer. I'm Peach Cobbler without the filler. Warm nostalgia, man, we forgot who the alpha. Uh, I dropped my verse in the salsa. My nigga, what you pouting for? You the one they made the mountains for.